Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Gentlemen, it's so good to be back with you today. How are you? Doing great, Eric. Uh, doing absolutely fantastic. All right. I, I We caught up a little bit before we hit the record button, just talked about what was going on in our lives, but I don't know what we're talking about today. What, what are you guys going to present today? We're going to be talking about traditional retirement programs that are government-sponsored, Eric, and the 401k, the IRA, 403bs, these qualified plans that a lot of our audience may have uh, been in or that traditional wisdom tells you to be in. And the title of the podcast is Why You Should Dump Your 401k As Fast As Possible. And is there something better? Huh. Okay. Well, I've, I've never <laughs> I've never heard somebody talk about this, so I'm excited to, to get into this today. Where do we start? Well, there's a big myth that's been growing uh, for decades, Eric, and that's that the 401k money you have socked away is actually your money. Fact is, it isn't your money. Uh, you can't get it when you want it. You can't get it when you need it. Uh, and in fact, when you're planning for retirement, you can't even determine how much money is going to be there when you do need it uh, in your retirement years. And you don't know how much you're going to be taxed when you're mm -hmm. going to be taking that out if you're planning well in advance. But many people, uh, you know, are, they're told that they're going to get out ahead of the tax man uh, by deferring taxes. But it, in, in reality, the government and the tax code isn't set up for our benefit. It's set mm -hmm. up for the government's benefit. Mm -hmm. And when you defer taxes in a 401k or another qualified plan, you're not going to be paying less tax. You're going to be paying more tax. And in fact, much more in many circumstances. And that's assuming that tax rates stay where they are now, which they're not. So Vance, I'm going to let you jump in here and, and ask Eric a couple questions about the 401ks and IRAs and Roths. Okay, that, I'll be happy to do that. For, uh, but first, I want to clarify one thing. Uh, again, about ownership. A lot of uh, flies in the face of the way most of us think. Yeah, well, this is mine. You know, I've put a lot of money in here. I'm having contributions by the employer. Uh, why isn't it mine? Well, folks, they all are owned under what's called ERISA. ERISA is an acronym, and don't ask me to go through that whole name, uh, but it's called ERISA. And these are government-owned trusts. Uh, hmm. Notice who the owner is. It doesn't say Vance Lowe or Eric or Seth own trust. These are government-owned, which means they're retroactive. Um, throughout life, I'm old enough to, to see many changes happen. Uh, IRAs introduced and, and them changed over time, and everything can be retroactive, including the Roth. So 
Eric, you know, just based on that topic, on, on the experiences to date, you've heard of all these, you know, qualified plans, mm -hmm. IRAs, Roths, uh, 401ks, and the majority of the working people participate in one or all three. Why do you think that's the cause? Why, what, what causes that? Why do you think they're interested in doing that for? Well, first of all, let's take 401ks. I mean, that, that's an easy answer. Uh, they, you know, you hear, well, it's free money. And, and what they mean by that is that your employer contributes. Uh, you know, most employers contribute to that. When you put in money, there's a certain match. So that's, that's number one. Uh, everybody loves free money, right? Number two, with 401ks, it's just what you do. And I'm using air quotes on a podcast, which is ineffective. But it's what you do. When you, when you get a job, you sign up for the 401k because that's how you build your retirement. It's, it's a given, if you, if you want to call it that way. Now, it's a little bit more difficult to answer your question when it comes to IRAs and Roths, but those are just when, when you get, I guess, more sophisticated uh, in your investing. I think that that's what people say, okay, well, now you need to start a Roth IRA because it's, you, know, you, you pay tax on the seed, not on the tree kind of thing. Uh, and it's just it's inundated into our culture. That's the education that's out there. Those are the options that are presented as the end-all and be-all. All right. You know, uh, we'll kind of accept that as, as an answer. I'd like to take even a higher level look and, and see why people are motivated into these things. Because if we can identify that, maybe we can identify how to avoid that. And I think one of the main issues when it comes to the 401ks are co-worker or what we call peer pressure hey, everybody's doing it. You need to be doing this too. The fact of getting something, maybe for nothing, having the employer uh, put in dollars mm -hmm. or, or matching dollars. Um, people also need to understand that we used to have pensions. Uh, if we stayed with an employer long enough, we could retire with a pension. You know, <laughs> uh, literally a retirement income. Well, they took those away and substitute them for 401ks, which is far less expense on the employer. Then the employers, when they first came out, started matching as much as three to one. You put $1 in, we'll put $3 in. And that was American Airlines when it first started. Hmm. I happen to know that because I had a lot of clients there. And then that's dwindled down, and now... I'm finding if I push the issues when people tell me that their 401ks are matched, less than 50% of them are actually matched. They think they are, but not actually. Hmm. And then it's only up to a maximum amount that they're willing to put in per year. It's not on all of their contributions. It, it's kind of phenomenal. Uh, or, uh, it's a phenomenon out there when so many people are doing this and we're not hearing any good results. Oh yeah, my 401k is, is growing. Well, let's be see by how much. Let's subtract how much you put in and how much your employer put in. Oh, oh, it didn't grow. Oh, okay. Well, now we know why it's growing. Um, I'd like to maybe share with us a, a few client stories that I've had along the way that have involved some critical circumstances. 
had a client one time who had an opportunity to buy into a business. It was an in-law. The business was extremely successful. Uh, there was a lot of money to be made, and the business was, was really going to skyrocket. And it was actually his father-in-law's. But his father-in-law said, hey, I need to sell this company. I'm happy to sell it to you, but you're going to have to come up with a sufficient down payment. Mm-hmm. All of his assets was in his 401k. So he runs over to the employer. Actually, he calls me. <laughs> says, hey, I could buy into this thing. You know, I need $80,000. You know, and I've got over $400,000 in my 401k. I, you know, how do I pull that out? How do I get that? Uh, I have to tell him, well, I'm not sure, number one, if you can, but call Human Resources, who's over the 401k, and find out. So he calls, and he's immediately told, no in our 401k, unless it's for a medical emergency or you're purchasing a house, you cannot access any of your 401k. He could not get that money. And his father-in-law had to end up selling that business to someone else. No access to money that was rightfully his that he should have some sort of access to. That's not the case in every 401k. Some people might get access, but they are limited to probably a maximum of $50,000 and for specific reasons. Sometimes the employer might be a little more liberal on the interpretation of what you can use it for. But when you take it out, an automatic repayment is set up at a certain interest rate that is not chosen by you. It's chosen by the employer, and that's usually 7% of what I've heard in the past. And that is automatically deducted out of your paycheck And many times that is after tax. So taxes are paid, then it's subtracted. Now you've got after tax money in a 401k, and you're going to have to pay taxes all over again. Hmm. So many times, Eric and Seth, I don't know if I've even told this story to Seth, that I've seen the employers make terrible mistakes. They're not supposed to charge tax before the payment. What they have, that money has gone back into the 401k, and there is no way it's not going to be taxed again. A huge horror story. Others are just the fact of uh, a common, the common theme is here, I can't get at the money in a 401k. Let's do one on, on a regular IRA. That's self-directed. Okay, I get to choose where I put the money. How do I get access to it? Well, if I'm under age 59 and a half, I'm going to have to pay penalties and taxes. And that's a horror show. That stops people from doing that. Oh, man, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So they leave the money there alone. It's not doing as well as it could be outside. We've talked in previous um, podcasts of what an investment is when it's awake versus an investment is when it's asleep. When it's awake, you're actively using a painter is turning inventory he's buying cans of paint making you know two dollars profit per can where an inactive or an account asleep 
has to sit in an account. You do not have access to it because you're trying to get an interest rate return on it, while the other people are actively using the account and they'll pay a very small amount. So those are just a couple of horror stories that uh, I could go on and on, but I think there's a few more things that we want to get out today, and I want to turn the time back over uh, to Seth to talk about some of the other huge problems that we face, the people face. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Sure. Well, you highlighted uh, one of the major problems with these programs, and that is the control and access to uh, your money or what you think is your money. It's not your money. If you do gain access, it's riddled with penalties. There's penalties if you take the money out too early. There's penalties if you take the money out too late. And it's cloaked with penalties, penalties, and more penalties. So one of the contrasting elements that we're going to get into in the next podcast, Eric, is some of the sweet places where you don't have to play in the sandbox and there aren't penalties to control and access your money. Another large component of these uh, government-sponsored accounts is that there are many times, uh, especially the 401k, they're in the equities market and you've got them in a blended basket. I uh, mentioned to you off air, got a, a friend who's in the 401k and didn't really know why. Uh, his uh, grandfather had uh, taken advice from a money manager, and the money manager had him in the in a blended um, uh, equities basket. Mm-hmm. So he was putting his money there, but didn't know he didn't even know what stocks he was in. But he did know that <clears throat> hey, the stock market's up ten percent. He'd look at his four hundred one k, and it'd only be up two percent. Or, you know, then the stock market's down 10% and his 401k is, you know, down 25%. And he couldn't understand those ratios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How, when the market's going up, you don't have a direct correlation in the value of your 401k. And when it's going down, there is a direct correlation. So the, the problem with that is that you, you're bearing the risk of loss and what's supposedly a retirement account. And with a retirement account, it's our opinion that it should be a very stable, guaranteed, and predictable value that you can count on. So when you're planning for retirement, you need to know, hey, this is what's going to be there when I need it. This is the value of my nest egg on this date, and this is when I need it. This is what I'm going to be able to take out and have a a well-structured plan. If your 401k or other uh, qualified account is tied to the equities market, that's just not the case. You're actually sitting on a ticking time bomb that's waiting to explode, and you're bearing the risk of loss when you don't have to. Now, here's the, the elephant in the room, and that is taxation. There's, there's three primary reasons we're focusing on uh, in this episode uh, for why 401ks are uh, a ticking time bomb and you should dump them. One is the penalties, and it's not your controlled asset. 
Two is you're bearing the risk of loss and the value of your accounts is being diminished and devalued without your control and you're taking on that risk. And third is the taxation issue. Now, there's a there's a legislation that was recently passed called the SECURE Act and the SECURE Act is already changing the way people are paying taxes on retirement accounts and it's going to it's going to get worse. Most of the drawbacks uh, around 401ks center, center around liquidity and control, but taxation is the, is the big elephant in the room, Eric. And if they change the tax code and increase taxes on distributions, what ability do you have to control that? What ability do you have to raise your hand and, and change that? You don't. Yeah, none. <laughs> you, have, you have absolutely zero. Seth, let me jump in here on that very comment right there. We see this happen and a rationale that's illogical happening all the time on this. Would you would we rather pay taxes on the seed? I'm talking as a farmer here, I guess, mm-hmm. or the harvest. With what's going on with our government today and the runaway inflation that we're faced that they're not announcing, there's a purpose out there to help erode um, nest eggs and and money out there and literally get us into a higher tax bracket if things are going to cost more. So it was a long time ago that people would retire in a lower tax bracket. When I first started hitting the market 40 years ago, that might have been the case, 45 years ago. Today, it's not the case. People aren't retiring in a lower tax bracket unless they have no money and they're only on Social Security. They're, they stay at or higher. So I just wanted to point that out. Why would people be willing to postpone taxes that are lower today into a higher tax bracket tomorrow? Does that make sense to you, Eric? No, and that, and that scares us not out. I mean, to be honest with you, because of all the spending the government has done, we, we know, I mean, I can't speak factually, but who doesn't think that taxes are going to go way up and they're going to find ways to get that money back? I've asked that question hundreds of times to people, and I never get a different answer. Oh, it's going up. We believe it's going mm-hmm. up. So, sorry to interrupt, Seth. I just thought that would be a good point to to just to bring that home to people, how serious this tax consequence is. Yeah, and Eric, you, you pointed out uh, just a second ago that the government has increased uh, spending and of tax dollars in pork barrel ways and handouts and stimulus packages. And on prior episodes, we've, we've drilled down there a little bit, uh, not only to handouts to foreign countries with no value, uh, in consideration back to us, but the maintenance and repair of the Kennedy Center, which was closed, and they had handed out $65 million for uh, the maintenance of the Kennedy Center. Those type of things are absurd, and anybody with a reasonable mind will look at that type of spending and and see that it equals the demise of our country. And how are they going to pay a $30 trillion debt? They're going to pay it with increased taxation, Mm-hmm. on the people that are making money. They're going to go after baby boomers' uh, retirement accounts and by 
uh, last research that I did, there was approximately $7 trillion in baby boomer retirement uh, plans that are uh, qualified government plans, $7 trillion. So you've got Uncle Sam over there licking his chops going, there's $7 trillion that I can uh, get my hands on just by simply changing the tax laws. And that's what they've done with the SECURE Act is they've begun to encroach uh, in that direction. And I think that the current administration has uh, already promised that they're going to increasingly uh, encroach there until it's really not even hidden. It's in your face. You know, the taxation issue is something we can't control and something that I wouldn't, if you don't have to play by their rules, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, Seth uh, and, and Eric, one of these times we need to show people the, the effect that t- tax ha- uh, taxes have on the growth of money. I need uh, We want to share with the people at some point that if government actually wants more tax money, they have to lower the taxes. That provides more tax money for the government. And we can prove that day in and day out. The raising of taxes isn't about them wanting more money. It's about wanting more control. Mm. So it it, it hurts us. It it, it limits us. It takes away our ability to be self-sufficient and successful by raising taxes. It does not put more money in the hoppers because less money is created because of that tax reason. And uh, we can bring to bear, uh, you know, those numbers and those statistics to, to prove that out. We're going to propose that there are, there are alternative ways where you can play by your own rules and you've got control, you've got liquidity, and you've got the ability to put that money to work for you, not just letting it sit there idle in a 401k or another government qualified plan and get a much larger X factor that is growing tax free and is completely within your control. Um, That's the good news. So we've told people about the penalties and the bearing the risk of loss and the taxation confiscation that occurs with these qualified programs. But we've got we've got some good news to share as well, Eric. Okay, well, we could use some good news after <laughs> after that. Those concerns have been, you know, felt by the entire audience, and I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm very interested to hear this next part because, uh, bottom line is, like you said, that the the common frame of the of the narrative out there is get into a 401k, start an IRA, start a Roth. This is what you do to prepare for your future. But you really brought up a lot of great points as far as how your hands are tied in this situation and. And I know that I, we felt it in our family because of, you know, a situation with our 401k before. And so I'm, I'm really interested to hear uh, how you can change yeah. that and change the narrative and, and do better. Eric, there's, there's one thought that uh, so a lot of this is not our own thinking. It's, it's led on by government agents. Government agents uh, go on many times go under the title of CPA. CPAs are the, probably one of the main culprits. Oh, you could lower your taxes by contributing to a 401k or self-directed IRA or this, that, or the other. They have no concept of planning, money planning, or anything else. It's just, oh, today we could go from, uh, we could save an extra $1,000, you know, today, mm-hmm. um, let alone tying that money up, and, and, and reality, it's going to cost 
the client $20,000 because it's going to tie the money up and they can't put it to work had they invested it another way. So CPAs, you know, can be good to, to help you not pay taxes and keep you out of hot water. But when they're advising that you get into tax qualified accounts, uh, for me, <laughs> I don't think they know their head from a hole in the ground. You know, they're, they're, they're talking just that, you know, hey, we can help you here. And mm-hmm. too many people take that advice. All right, Seth, any closing thoughts from you today? Well, I'm, I'm excited to get into how people can play in their own sandbox with rules that are completely in their favor and not stacked against them, well, how they've got complete liquidity and control of their assets, and there's no tax on the growth. Eric, and, and that's that's what we're going to show people in this in this next sec, next segment is uh, how to accomplish that and be able to put their money to work, capture the velocity of money, and take advantage of the opportunities that are that are coming your, their way. All right, sounds good. I look forward to it. Uh, Vance and Seth, thank you so much for your time today and the education that you provide, uh, and I'm really looking forward to the answers on the next podcast. So again. Uh, Our last thank you, of course, is to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.